but we need to do another intro. Mm. So real quick, here's what I want everyone to do. Say your name and then say what the podcast is about in like 30 seconds. I'm going to tell you right now, John, that I, Matthew Sin, will not do that. Well, then what are you going to do? I emphatically refuse to state that the purpose of this podcast is to determine which character <laughs> in a particular series, a piece of media, book, whatever that we're talking about is the best. Because uh-huh. we've already done this twice before. And uh, to do it a true. third time is a disservice to myself, to Brandon, and I think to you. It's just disrespectful well, at this point. Well, you know, here at Your Favorite Character Sucks, that's what we do. We, we repeat the process over and over until we have multiple winners. And then at the end of the season, we have a best of the best episode where those winners go head to head to determine which character is the best from the entire season. Well, here's what I, Brandon Lee Nash, will tell you about this program, YFCS Pod, as we like to call it on the socials. I'm just here to argue with my friends about dumbass shit that most people uh-huh. don't really care about, but we do. And that's why we're here. <laughs> I love it. All right. Thank you, guys. On today's episode, it's arrested development. Let's see. Can y'all can y'all hear that? No. Hear what? Is it still oh the God. keyboard? Yes, it's the keyboard. How is that it's, not loud it, enough? I think it's it's only picking up voices. We can hear that. Okay, I'm kind of hearing it. <gasps> Yeah, we can hear that. Yeah, kind of. All right. Well, that was the final countdown. How magical it was! It was supposed to be. You can edit it into the episode. I'll I'll play it again later. Yeah, and and it'll be on the episode hopefully. And then you can just have us being like, "Wow, (laughs) dude, it's awesome that you learned that." Okay. Yeah. Can Can I get? Let me get everyone a few minutes of like, "Oh my god!" Like you just heard the perfect performance of Final Countdown. (laughs) A few minutes. Yeah, it's a few minutes long. That was yeah, one that of the was... best elementary versions of the final countdown I've ever heard. Really, really amazing. Top three renditions. Who are the n- one and two? Uh, Europe? The original, yeah. And then just some guy on YouTube. <laughs> oh, shit. I mean, def- I learned from a guy on YouTube. Yeah. So. The, uh, the student has now become the master yet, I Not guess. Yet. All right. Well, Arrested Development. I introduced you guys before we started recording, I think, so... Uh, Savannah, you've not been on an episode of this, but you were with me. You did John Gets Lit with me, which was pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, we talked about the left hand of darkness, which is like, uh, I don't know. It's I would say it's niche. I don't think a lot of people. Mm, not a lot of people have read it. Um, feminist sci-fi book. Mm-hmm. Real like gender queer positive. Okay. And also. Shout out to John Gets Lit. Check out that episode. Ex- exactly. <laughs> Which, which came to a grinding halt because of the pandemic. Like, we were going to record another episode of Dune. Yeah. We were going to do Dune. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, I love Dune. I mean, we also shifted to the the podcast. Um, so you're teaching, right? Yeah. I yeah. teach high school out in Aldine, and I love it. And I teach high school. And Katie, Rachel, you're a teacher also, right? Yes, I am also a teacher. I'm a middle school so, teacher. Oh! <laughs> I, what do you teach? Um, I teach behavior kids, special ed. God love you. Yeah. So we've got three teachers here. I don't know if that is what makes a rest of development fan, but I guess not because Brandon's not a teacher. And then I'm just some guy. So Brandon's some a guy. teacher on his own, yeah. right? Like a spiritual, a spiritual kind of, yeah. yeah, not certified. Yeah. 
Not at all. Not allowed around kids. Absolutely just like not. To buy like what? <laughs> 15 feet or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, Go ahead and cut that from the episode, please. <laughs> and what about uh, what about what we've watched? I, I just rewatched most of it, but I didn't get to watch the fifth season again. Did you? What did you say? I, re-watched... I only watched the fifth season. Okay. Oh, God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I feel like season mm. five throws all the fabulousness of one through three and then like craps on it. <laughs> I can't remember. It's been a while. But one through three is magical. Oh, yeah. One through three is great. And then, Rachel, you've yeah. seen one through three, but you didn't go into the Netflix thing, right? Right. I, I kind of watched a couple of like Lucille Rich episodes of the first first ones and then i tried watching the last ones and i couldn't do it i couldn't physically take it so i watched highlight reels on the youtube i feel like with season four and five they take away the gals a lot Mm -hmm. and then all of the thing that made the dudes funny is like gone so you have these like spastic characters yeah in the abyss. Yeah. I think Tobias is still great in the fourth season, though. And so I'll talk about him ad nauseum. But uh, who wants to start? Rachel, you mentioned Lindsay, but I don't know how familiar you are with the format of the podcast. Do you, or not Lindsay, you mentioned Lucille. Do you want to start or do you want someone else to start? Oh, somebody else start so I can. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can start. Yeah. All right, Brandon, you go. Who? So we're, we're going to do like a brief intro of who our character is and why we chose them. And then we'll just talk about everybody after that. Uh, yeah, so I'll be discussing Job or George Oscar Bluth Jr. Gob. Yeah, or Gob. Mm-hmm. Um, and just since the beginning of the show, I've always thought he was the funniest. He's just such like a spoiled idiot. Oh, he's a moron. Who is desperately <laughs> seeking approval from his shitty family and... Like, even though he's such a terrible person, you can't help but feel sad for him sometimes. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, there's that scene where it flashes to Lucille just straight up admitting that she doesn't like him. I don't care for Joe. I'm not a fan of Joe. Like, yeah. I, yeah. It's, it's hilarious, but sad. Like, the family has never given him any respect. Oh, man. And so he acts so over the top to try to get attention, and it's just always so great. His magician act the puppeteering (laughs) they like use him as a scapegoat and make him like president of the company that is the one thing i forgot about was him doing the puppet that blindsided me whenever i was rewatching. i was like oh my god i completely forgot about oh i never forgot (laughs) franklin franklin yes the puppet everybody hated i love the album (laughs) as much as they like shit on him for doing the puppet stuff they always responded to franklin like he was a real person that was Mm -hmm. the issue i think is that they didn't like franklin as a human like and they thought of him as a person He would make jokes about like Franklin flirting with Lucille. Yeah. And the dad would always like choke him out. Yeah. Get that fucking puppet out of here. Yeah, just all of his antics. Well, I think somebody actually said like fuck you Franklin like Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I can go next if no one else wants to. Do you You want to What um, who are you doing again? Who are you doing? You're doing Michael. Michael. I feel like Michael is the next person we should talk about. Do you want to talk about him? Yes. Okay. Okay. So I like Michael Bluth because I feel like he is the one um, actual character or actual person. Yeah, keeps the family together. (laughs) Keeps the family together, but he's like actually a decent person. But he is a decent person Hmm. that has been raised and surrounded by assholes. And so like he always has this inner conflict of too much assholery and it's like he's almost at the top of the mountain like he's climbing up and then he always slides down and uh-huh. it's this nurture versus nature thing um 
I think that he's well-intended at the start, but then he just realizes he can't do anything mm-hmm. in a like virtuous way. He has to be dirty. And mm-hmm. I think that really comes into fruition towards the end when him and his son are after the same gal. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think, yeah, he, he has a good heart. He loves his siblings. Um, and he kind of reminds me of that uh, the sibling in the family that uh, actually cares that isn't always out for the money and has some semblance of like a goal in life instead of just like floating and leeching. Yeah. So that's that's my take on Michael. Um, I feel like he's always taken advantage of and he's an easy target, mm-hmm. but without his, uh, I guess, like naivety at times, yes. you wouldn't be able that's to what... have half of the uh, storylines, like particularly when he's with uh, Charlize Theron's character, oh, Rita. Oh, God. And, uh, oh no, right? Like, he's just so good intended, but also like oblivious. And then once he realizes her uh, state of being, her MRF, yeah. so to speak, <laughs> um, yeah, she, uh, it just like the everything just always falls apart on him. And I kind of love that about him. That was one thing I was worried about on the rewatch. I was like, I remember that plot line, and I, I was like, is this gonna hold up? Was that done offensively or not? Did you rewatch it? I rewatched it. Again, how did you feel about it? Offensive, like okay. It crossed the line maybe a couple of times. A couple of times. But for the most part, it's not terrible. No, when I rewatched no, it, it is innocent and it's like lack because he doesn't know. Yeah. But then it bears a question, like I think people fall into when they're dating, and they're like, uh-huh. "Oh man, you're stupid. How are you, adult? Am I going to get in trouble for this?" Uh-huh. Which you know. Relates to my college years. So yeah, I get that. Did, what did y'all think when y'all? I, I, we're kind of getting off the character now, but when, did y'all rewatch or do you remember that plot line? Like, I remember it, but I was gonna say, like, while Michael is normally like the rational one of the family, I think any time he gets involved mm-hmm. with a girl, he kind of starts to become oblivious. Mm-hmm. Like, those are all the times. I feel like when he's not responsible. So like with her and like with the lawyer. Oh yeah. Oh, I love Maggie. Or, yeah. Oh, when he's I love Maggie. Maggie's one of my favorite side characters. You know, competing with George Michael. Mm-hmm. I think it comes down to him missing his wife and always yeah. wanting to replace that like extreme love, you mm-hmm. know, that like pure love, but like it will never exist because he's in the situation you know he's in with his family. And then yeah. he has to keep everything a secret anyway, because he doesn't want to hurt George Michael, even yeah. though it's been like decades since I, I wonder I, I wonder because they had a lot of flashbacks I really was wondering they never did a flashback with her like mm-hmm. we never get to see her and maybe that is because she's supposed to be pure and like we're not if, if they put her in the show then she becomes tainted immediately yes you know? yeah you, yes. you can't like yeah. make her the perfect character I, I, I think Michael's still kind of a garbage person I mean he's still <laughs> so that's I feel the yeah. same dude on my I think he considers yeah. himself to be above everyone right he thinks he's so great but I mean when I was younger, no. yeah. Oh, sorry, Rachel. <laughs> no, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was gonna say when I was younger, I bought into his like I'm the hero. But then when you rewatch it, yeah, he's got a hero complex. Actually, yeah, that's a good. He's way to not put the it. hero. He's still, he's still very much one of them. right. Like when he yes. when when uh when Michael Sarah start, starts dating um Anne, and he's mm-hmm. like he's so <laughs> against it just because she's they he, they keep calling her fat, but she's not fat. Uh-huh. And or then when she's can't Christian. Her name. Yeah, yes. he's never remember her name, and he's like trying to find another situation for him and trying to make him cool. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they try to make him class president, and they try oh, to, and he lets Job take care of everything. And- yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Rachel, do you want to be the caboose or do you want to go now? Um, I can go. 
Okay, cool. So my character is Lucille Blue. And the reason why I feel like she is the most amazing character is because she's got this like, she's like an homage to old Hollywood, over the top, dramatic, horrible Mm -hmm. women like Norma Desmond (laughs) from Sunset Boulevard. Just everything is too big. In fact, sometimes I think maybe they use Norma Desmond as her. Oh, I bet. You know, because she's like, she's trapped uh, a man and making him do things for her. And she thinks she's still going to be rich and famous one day. But, um, and she has like the best lines in the whole entire show. I mean. She has some very cutting one-liners. She's, the best one-liners yeah. for sure. I mean, I use them on a regular basis. Like, I'm like, give me my rape horn. Like, you Oh know. my God. <laughs> <laughs> I love the one where she's like, I don't understand what is being asked, so I will not answer. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I think that often. She asked for a plate or a platter. She's like, you yes. want a plate or a platter? And she's like, I don't understand the question, and I'm not going <laughs> to. She's, or, um, she's so cagey. How much can a banana cost? Yeah. $10? She doesn't have any idea how much a banana costs. And then well, when she's like... Uh, I love when her and Kitty go to drink against each other. And Kitty doesn't stand a chance because like Lucille's oh, yeah. Lucille. whole diet is martinis. Yeah. Which yeah. is just next level homage to old Hollywood, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and everybody's like, yeah, Lucille. <laughs> I mean, she asked for uh, vodka rocks, and, and Michael's like, it's breakfast. And she's like, and a piece of toast. <laughs> <laughs> she's the smartest Bluth, I think, maybe. Yeah, she, because oh, she's, yeah. she's so cagey and also manipulative. Mm-hmm. And they don't, even though they know that she is, they still get manip- manipulated by her. Every time. Yeah, no, she, like, manipulates all of them. Absolutely. She always calls I- Lindsay fat and tells her to diet. The elephant um, pendant that mm-hmm. she get that she wanted that uh, Lindsay wanted for so long, and then she gives it to baby, and then uh, her what is it? Lucille's like, oh, well, I didn't want people to make a natural comparison. Yes. <laughs> oh, it gets me. Or like she's genius too in how she gets like overthrows Cinco de Mayo, yeah, you know, and like turns Olive Orange County to just do like uh, what was it? Cinco de Cuatro. Cinco de Cuatro, which is fifth of the fourth. Yes, to just take away yeah. all of the supplies. I, I didn't even. I didn't even realize that it was like I knew it was wrong obviously but for some reason I didn't even realize until literally yesterday I was talking to Brandon or two days ago I was talking to Brandon and, and I was like yeah it's not even Quattro de Mayo which is what it should be mm-hmm. Ugh, I don't know how, why I didn't notice that before that's but. really funny and then uh, when she takes Michael when she takes her grandson to the mother boy dance instead of Buster oh god mm-hmm. uh, that, that one child at that hotel that was like trying to get out he's like take me with you like <laughs> so horrifying I'm like, She's crazy. Yeah. Well, I picked Tobias, which whenever... I've always loved Tobias. He's always been my favorite. I also probably shouldn't have, but when I was a kid, I watched a lot of comedy and I watched Mr. Show. So like literally the only actor that I recognized whenever I started watching Arrested Development, I watched it because of David Cross. Like David Cross was on Mr. Show, which was a sketch show back in the 90s. And it's not for kids, but I was watching it when I was younger because I was unsupervised. And... um yeah, so I watched the show for David Cross, and I just love his commitment to the character and like the absurd outfits and costumes and things that they have him do are always the best. And then when I rewatched it, I always rewatch for this podcast with like an open, I try to open my mind and like not be biased. But literally, 
the funniest parts to me are Tobias. He makes me laugh the hardest every single time. And I thought, you know, there were some things that I was like, okay, what's going to be problematic? I thought about the Mr. F plot mm-hmm. and I was like, you know, are they, is it going to be like crossing lines, like making insinuations that he's gay? Like, are they going to do And I, I didn't feel that it did necessarily. Um, maybe it might be a cheap laugh uh, to like insinuate that someone's gay, but I don't know. It still made me laugh. Like mm-hmm. even watching it now, I thought it was funny. I think the denial It's only part- funny- it looks, makes it funny. Like the fact that he is just so oblivious to oh, the idea. Oblivious. Especially That's what like, I was going to yeah. say. Yeah. yeah. Like, especially as a psychiatrist, like he should be a little more knowledgeable about like, <laughs> at least be able to hold that mirror up. But like, at no, I think it's like at the top of oh. season four. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. When Lindsay's. He gets offended. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay's like, well, you're gay. And yeah. he's like, I'm what? Uh, yes. <laughs> and he's just astounded. Yeah. He gets, he gets very offended and he's like, this, every, everyone in this family thinks I'm gay. This is ridiculous. Like, <laughs> and it's, yeah, it's not until the end of season four, which mm-hmm. is so crazy. Not even in the original season does he realize that even people think he's gay. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the license plate anus tart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, he keeps saying I blew myself. Yeah, of course. Yes. Like. Oh my god, I've got so many great lines from him, and those are really funny. But then there's also just every sentence he says is is hilarious. When he takes the how he takes the bath in those tiny cut off shorts. Yeah, he's a never nude, which is also absurd. I love how him and George he thinks he's bonding with his nephew uh-huh. because like George Michael won't take off the the mm, Adam the muscle suit. Yes, Adam the muscle suit. Yeah, yeah. and uh, he's like, oh, there are many of us. We are everywhere. Yeah. And like he's, Be proud. he's really bonding with his nephew, but yeah. not nah, not the chaos, dude. <laughs> There's another part of the story that I was like, I don't know how I'm gonna like this on the rewatch, is the whole cousin romance thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What do we think about that? It's very weird, and I feel like they it's weird, but it still is funny to me because they spend like so much time trying to like figure out who's actually related to who, mm-hmm. right? And um, I don't know. It, I, I don't get tired of it, even in the end. Yeah, I think I it's okay. I still think it's funny. And then, uh, then we find out Lindsay's, Lindsay's adopted, so. Well, but we find out that but she's the test tube baby, She's still right? related. No, I think it's, no we it find makes out me at the very end. It, it makes you uncomfortable? It makes me uncomfortable, but in a, it's supposed to, and that's why it's, I think you know, it's right. supposed to yeah. make you slightly uncomfortable, and that's why it's funny. Have you ever seen right. the Syphil and Ollie show? It's no. like sock puppets, and there's this oh. character named Chester, and he's really nervous, and he like is like sexually attracted to bubbles, and he's just a sock puppet that's sexually attracted to bubbles, and it's I don't know it's <laughs> oh he's like sexually that. attracted to bubbles yeah, and he's like bubbles. okay I thought, you, I thought there was another sock puppet named Bubbles, but you I mean, was thinking like bubbles from the Powder Puff Girls, uh-huh. but we're talking mm-hmm. like we're talking about like soap. like soapy bubbles yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, look. And that's kind of like the same feeling. I there's some bubbles, you know. <laughs> they're very curvy. They, they're yeah. shiny. They're they shiny. don't call it bubble butt for nothing. Like, it's exactly. bubbles. You know, yeah. <laughs> well done, sir. Yeah. yeah, I think so. I think I, I thought it was fine. I, I was also wondering, like, is it going to be beating a dead horse by the end? But I think they go back and forth yeah, so it, much with it. It does go out, go on throughout the whole The thing. entire series, which mm-hmm. I was like. But then they do take breaks from every now and then. Like when Michael, when George Michael is dating Anne, they take mm-hmm. a break from it. You know, when he's with Rebel, they take a break from mm-hmm. it. So there is little breaks from it, but they always come back to it. Yes. Yeah. Um, but yeah, at the very end, you find out that um, that Lindsay is uh, Lucille's sister, half sister. It's it's I, it was, I couldn't remember it either until I rewatched <gasps> it. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, so, yeah, do you remember? The very end. That's so crazy. Do you remember? 
do you remember that Buster pushed his grandma down the stairs yeah. or whatever? Okay. So he pushed her down the stairs because she was going back to get a child from there and he thought it was him. So he pushed her down the stairs. But it was Lindsay because Lindsay is actually the grandmother's daughter. Oh so Lucille and Lindsay are half sisters actually. So they are related. It's just not how they thought it was. It's not like the, the Hasbergs. Yeah. They should be all right, I yeah. guess. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. It's, it's like one cousin removed maybe. Yeah. Like it's, oh not, God. it's not that close. Or actually, I guess it makes maybe his... Does it make maybe his aunt? Uh, yeah. second cousin. Maybe, second cousin, which wait, is sort of like an aunt. Like I call my second cousin oh, aunt and uncle. I see. Yeah. Okay. But still related. Still related. So in the end, you find out related for sure. Finally. Well, thank God you cleared that up for me. Yeah. It goes back <laughs> um, God, it's so funny. But, Actually, um, Brandon is my second cousin. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So you can call me. Um. Okay. Aunt. Aunt Nash. <laughs> So, well, what I was going to say about Tobias is uh, he you know, try to shoot my, has, my character in the foot. Is that what you're trying to do? Yeah, a little bit. All right. I'm going to come for Job then. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is why. Because I think they compete for being the funniest character. Yes. Mm -hmm. But at some points, Tobias becomes too pathetic. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. Mm -hmm. I like, love it. It gets, it gets to the point where it just starts to hurt me and stop being funny because <laughs> well, I'm like, your life is I so agree. sad. I agree with that. You, you but you, shame. yeah, you don't like that super uncomfortable humor. Though. No, I don't. And it I hurts. fucking love it. It's really hard I to watch. It. Like Nathan for it you. It is. Like when he refuses to take out the plugs and he's just in that wheelchair. Yes. That is some of the best of us. <laughs> he's wasting away. Well, that's hilarious though. And Isn't then he just gets like shoved down the stairs. Right. I love watching him flop around with those hair plugs. Uh -huh. <laughs> that's like... A1 slapstick for me. Yes. I get it every time. Like, it yeah. gets me, rather, every time. Y'all are sick. Uh-huh. Sick bastards over sick here. That was your point, that he's just too pathetic? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, so that that's why he can't be my favorite, is because it gets to the point where the humor is overshadowed by how bad his situations are. Is Job not fucking pathetic, though, too? I think I was about to get into Job. Job is so but pathetic. Job is more... Job is more of an asshole, that's and so true. I don't feel yeah, as bad to, for Yeah, him. you want him to get what he deserves. Yeah. yeah, that's true. I just hate watching him interact with maybe, like, trying oh. to be oh, yeah. a dad. Oh, well, yeah, that like, too. Yeah. He always, he is a very shitty dad. Well, yeah, him and um, Lindsay. and Lindsay are terrible parents. But Lindsay is, is a is a parent in the same way that Lucille is. Yeah, well, t Tobias tries. He, he but, to but Tobias just forgets she exists. Well, yeah, but he finds, like, he, okay, when he finds out that she's into leather, he goes to that leather daddy store. Jesus Christ. So that he can become a leather daddy to, to get closer to her. So he okay, tries. Leather daddy's pretty good. <laughs> he, like, go, does, he does make gestures, I guess. Yeah. He does make gestures. Hopping on to Job, I feel like he has such a desire to be validated by... <sighs> Either one of his parents, he'll take whatever he can get, but predominantly his dad. And then with that whole like little story with Steve Holt, uh -huh. right? Oh my yes. god, it's oh so my awful. Goodness. I it just like it's, it's so a combination awful. of like that one gets me. Like I find myself like when it comes to Getting like upset. Job and his dad issues, yeah, it really makes yeah. me upset. Like dude, mm. the way he treats Steve Holt is so fucked up. And it's then, horrible. And then in the because uh, uh, Rachel, you haven't seen the fourth season, right? Mm -mm. In the fourth season, Steve Holt comes back and mm -hmm. like they're talking and he doesn't even realize that it's Steve Holt because like he acknowledged him before. But Steve, the guy, the actor's aged quite a bit. Mm -hmm. Like I think he's lost hair and stuff like that. He looks very different. And uh, yeah, Job is like, they, he reconnects with him. He's like, I'll come and work with you. 
And because uh, Steve Holt owns his own like exterminator company, uh, killing bugs. He's doing bugs. okay for himself. He's doing okay. And and Job's like, I'll come and work for you because I don't have anything else to do. But then he gets offered something else and immediately ditches Bails. ditches him. Yeah, and Steve Holt <laughs> yeah, just doesn't show up. Oh my god, dude. Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Steve Holt. Yeah. Um. Yeah, that is messed up. When Job, that that's probably the most messed up stuff that Job does is mm-hmm. to Steve Holt for sure. Absolutely. But other than that, yeah, Brandon's right. I mean, he's just an asshole who gets his every now and then. Mm-hmm. There's also a brief moment, like early on, where he's wanting to bond with George Michael, and I like those yes. moments. Uh huh. Where like he forces himself to to be distant from him because Michael was getting pissed. Mm. Mm-hmm. So he's like, get out of here. You'll never have the magic. And then he whispers <laughs> like, like I'm going to miss you, you stupid kid or something like Aww. that. Yeah. So like he does want to he's, like, he's nice have to some relationships, Michael. but yeah. I think one of the instances that makes, uh, and I don't know, I might bite my tongue on this. You know, whenever um, Buster needs to get weed for Lucille too. Uh, yes, I know that. Yeah. I, was, I was thinking yeah. of the same thing. <laughs> and like, he's got to go to the coolest kid he knows, George Michael. Yeah. And like, George Michael yeah. just leaves the note for Joe. And that whole thing of like, oh, we got to teach George Michael a lesson. And then the uh-huh. one-armed guy comes in. But the I one-armed guy like, is J. Walter best. Weatherman. Thank you. Because I love J. Walter Weatherman. I also love whenever Buster teaches them a lesson oh, about yeah. using people with, with missing Lynn appendages or Whatever, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's why you should never try to teach someone a lesson. Yeah, exactly. Oh, God that dang stuck it. with me though. Um, but yeah, I feel like that whole thing about me or that whole uh, storyline of trying to set George Michael straight to mm-hmm. not do drugs or like not, I yeah. guess not feign the way you ask for drugs. Like yeah. just come out and ask for weed. Um, I think that that shows a little glimmer of Job not being a full asshole. Yeah. Right. Well, mm-hmm. what's funny about that plot is is it's his uncle asking him to get weed, and he's getting it from his other uncle, mm-hmm. and so it's it's all his own family that has caused this entire problem, and then they're going to teach him a lesson. But it's like, talk to yourselves first. Like, right? This yes. is not yeah. he's not the source of this problem. He's just a kid. He's just a kid that y'all are yeah putting and through. It's all obvious this. that he doesn't have the problems yeah. y'all have. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, dude. I love. That's another thing that struck me about Michael is he is so oblivious with his son George Michael right. literally they are never on the same page never from the very first episode to the very end they are never on the same page cause like you know there's that very first question of what's the most important thing and he says uh, breakfast and he says no family yes yeah. or, or is it the other way around first I can't remember because then later he, George Michael tries to answer the right way and it's the wrong way again <laughs> yeah. like it's never right never um, or he'll call him Mr. Manager on that one episode. He's like, mm-hmm. you're going to be the manager of the banana stand. He mm-hmm. goes, Mr. Manager. And he goes, yeah, I'll be Mr. Manager. And he goes, don't call yourself that. Though. Yes. But he keeps calling him Mr. Manager. Yes. He sends so many mixed signals. I feel sorry for George Michael just sitting exactly. there always. And then, you know, I, I really love when they vote him out of the dorm room. Oh, my God. I love that so much because George That's... Michael is really standing up for himself, oh, but so man. passively. Because all he knows is like passive aggressive, but then all everyone votes for Michael to leave, mm-hmm. and and I think that that's one of the first like moments of disillusionment for um, Michael, uh-huh. where he's like, oh, I'm not as smart as I thought I'm I was. Not as smart as I am, and yeah. also like, oh, me and my son's relationship. Hmm. Yes, like, my that relationship is is ruined. Yeah, he never four. actually Absolutely. understands his son. He's, yes, he's no. not mm-hmm. listening. He's almost, he's no, almost yeah. always he's never listening. Yeah, he's almost always thinking about him. Yeah, that's why I think like he's actually even if he has the best intentions, he's not that great of a dad yeah. because he's always doing what he thinks is best and not what 
exactly. his son actually wants or needs. He doesn't know him at all. And he might be even worse than everybody else because of the fact that he thinks he's such a like regular person. Well, and they all diss him for that, too. They're like, uh, you know, oh, Michael, he thinks he's the best or whatever. And, <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. That was my Job, I think. That, that was Job. Yeah, yeah, that was Job. That was a very good Job. <laughs> it was Michael. good. I still love Michael though. I I also before I rewatched it, I thought he was the straight character, and I don't like you know what I'm talking about in the mm-hmm. comedy. You have that character that everyone sort of plays off mm-hmm. of. I think maybe I he might be the straight character. Maybe, maybe he's insane. He's insane, but she's like has the. I think she has the best head on her shoulders, honestly. Well, I mean, she realizes she's not good at school, but she's good at lying, so she's able to become a film producer. She's a yes. full film like, producer. Yes. Yeah, she's she's That's driving brilliant. a sports car around and yes. It's a double life. She is the most successful, um, and no one knows. Mm-hmm. No one has any idea because she always has to keep it all secret. Mm-hmm. So in the later seasons, she's also living a double life as an old lady at a retirement home. <laughs> yes, with Stan Sitwell. And she yeah, because she's like, like she's like this life is awesome. Mm-hmm. Like I get new neighbors every couple of months. Mm-hmm. You know, three square meals a day. I don't that, have to worry actually. about my family. It's a good idea. Yeah. It's a solid plan. Yeah. yeah. I would love to live on a retirement community, but like be my age, like in my thirties. Yeah. Cause like you don't really need to make friends. They can be temp, you know, like, you know, they're going to leave soon, which is morbid, but like, you know what I mean? Like yes. there's just minimal human contact. I'd be a good recluse. I think part of that is I think, cause you know, Mitch Hurwitz or the writers of the show, they have like a, a like word association disease that I think I share with them. Brandon can attest to that. Like, Anytime anybody says a word, I always take the other meaning of the word um, and pretend like I think that's what they mean. Uh-huh. And mm-hmm. I mean, because I think that the reason she's in a senior home is only for Ron Howard to like make the connection that she was dating a senior in high school and then she goes to be a senior because like mm-hmm. he does, I think in the narrative, which by the way, Ron Har- Howard narrating could also be the best character of Arrested Development because the narration is so amazing. It's yeah, it's on mm-hmm. point. And I think that's what, like, adds the most humor to it is uh, just his, like... His uh, commentary. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, and they knew this. Yeah. yeah. And, Earlier that day. Yeah. Yeah. Or just, like, I love he the didn't. quick ones. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, I'll do that. And then he didn't. He, he never did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or that never happened. Uh, we Or whenever, yeah, whenever Will Arnett is trying to... Not Will Arnett, Job is trying to prove that he consummated his marriage, even though he didn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he's like, we, yeah... <laughs> We, we definitely had intercourse, and he's like, they didn't. Yeah. And then later on, they did do yeah. it, and he's saying that they didn't, and yeah, the opposite. It's, it's always so good. I'll, also, when the season four starts, um, I'd forgotten about this until I listened to it again. Ron Howard clears his throat at the very beginning. The, the first uh, narration you hear is, uh, what does he say? He, he says something like, in the... <clears throat> In the mobile home, or the model home, so like he has to clear his throat because they haven't been on air. Oh, yeah. In between season three and season four, mm-hmm. I was like, dang, that's, that's so cute. good. Yeah. And Erica told me that Taylor Swift did that on her one of her albums after she hadn't been on for a while. And I looked, she was like, Taylor Swift did it first. And I looked it up and now Arrested Development did it first. Anyway, Ron Howard is pretty great. And then he also is, yeah, he's in the fourth season. Mm-hmm. He's the yeah. Rebel's dad, mm-hmm. which I love. And I love that thing about like uh, George Michael wanting to break up with her in like different ways. And then when he goes to dye his hair pink, it turns red. Wait, and yes. they're all like, oh, that's lovely. Howard Red. Mm-hmm. Howard Red. The perfect shade of Howard Red. <laughs> Lucille has some great lines. You know what she also reminds me of? It's like a caricature of the rich boomer. Rich she is wasp or yeah. Rich, yeah yeah the well, rich wasp boomer and like the 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 cringy thing she says that, that 
did not age. Like, yeah. I mean, they were bad then. And oh yeah, they were meant to be now. offensive. Yeah, of course. Horribly offensive. Um, but like, it, it's such a commentary of that, like, um, well, if you fit this demographic, then you can say that kind of stuff as much as you want and when you want. Mm-hmm. And people are just yeah. like, mm, well, and if she, let it slide. you know, that's the other thing about the show. And I don't know, Rachel, you can tell me how you feel. Because we, we, I brought it up to you on the Facebook group. I said, yeah, she's a virulent racist. Like, she's yeah. just, you know, an awful person. But I mean, you know, that's she's supposed to be. That's part of the charm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's part of the charm. <laughs> when she when she asks, all, she goes to that uh, thing and this, all the Spanish, she's asking everybody for a drink. She thinks that yes. it's like this weight stuff. Yeah. She goes to the Latin American <laughs> Emmys. Yeah. And God, they're all, yeah. all dressed in like nice suits. And she's asking them all for drinks. She's like, I'd like a vodka tonic. I'd like a vodka tonic. <laughs> I've never been yeah to a place with more servers and less service. <laughs> God. When um, uh, Buster's on trial, Michael's like, you know, Mom, uh, they usually say a, a murderer turns out that way because of who raised them. And she was like, don't you dare put that on Lupe. She had her own family to raise at the time, too. <laughs> yes, All right, that's exactly. pretty good. That's pretty good. Mm. Um, but I was struck and, and here's some of the controversy that I was like, eh, you know, well, we, we do know there's controversy with Jeffrey Tambor, right? I mean, you know what I'm talking about or no? Jeffrey, oh. the guy who played the dad. Yeah. Oh. That apparently he, like, he got kicked off of Transparent at the same time that they were filming season five of this show. Really? Really? For being kind of a, yeah, for being like an asshole on set. He was set. like verbally abusive to the lady who plays Lucille. The woman who plays Lucille who passed away recently, uh, rest in peace. Rest her soul, yeah. She... So this is even more uncomfortable. They were on a um, like a Good Morning America thing, mm-hmm. like promoting season five of Arrested Development, and they brought up the fact that Jeffrey Tambor had gotten kicked uh, off of Transparent, mm-hmm. and like the guys kind of vouch for him for a second, mm-hmm. like uh, what's his name, Will Arnett, and um, who plays Michael? What's that guy's name? Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman, yeah. They sort of say like, you know, you know, in Hollywood, you know, some guys are, you know, can be a little hard, you know, they're, but you know, he's an actor and he's been around for a while. Like they, they kind of like make excuses for mm-hmm. him. And then Lucille starts crying. This oh, is on like, I'm pretty sure this is on Good Morning America. Oh my the woman who plays Lucille. <laughs> Jessica Walter. And she, yeah, Jessica Walter. And she's like, she basically says like, yeah, you know, he was kind of, you know, in so many words, like kind of a dick, mm-hmm. like, you know, verbal, like, you know, said a lot of terrible things to me and stuff like that. She like starts crying like during a um, pr- promo. So, I, yeah, so that's horrible. I so, idea. Yeah. So, I think in season five, they don't film that many scenes together, actually. Um, they're, 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 they're less I, and less they're, together. They're together quite a bit. I was surprised. In season five? Yeah, because I remember hearing that. Yeah. I wonder and then if when I was finishing already. season five, they're still in a lot of scenes because his whole thing is that he's trying to get back with her. Mm hmm. And so they interact quite a bit. And I do love how they get him more involved in the show in the earlier seasons with his twin brother, Oscar. Mm. They always play that back mm-hmm. and forth. Um, and that's always really good. You know, I yeah, I like him in the show, but, uh, you know. It's weird. It was like, uh, it's sort of like with Community, right? Yes, when Dan you, Harmon. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We brought him up in, in Community. Yeah. yeah. You know, and I don't want I to, I would, I would never want to talk about a show and not talk about those things because yeah. I feel like you know, then it's disingenuous. Like mm-hmm. we can't just talk about how much we love a show without also bringing up things that might be wrong with it too. Oh yeah. You know? Um, Yikes. so, tracks. so the other thing that I was thinking about with the whole racism thing is like, I was more okay with that comedy when I was younger and I still am actually like, you know, if you're making fun of the person, like, I don't think we're laughing at the racism. I think we're laughing at Lucille being horrible. Yes. You know what I mean? I think, yeah, I think everyone who's watching the show is in on it. Yes. You know? Yeah. It's ridiculous that she's that like that. But then the controversy to me when I was rewatching it is I was like, 
there are no people of color in this cast ever. And when they are used, they're always used in stereotypical roles. Mm-hmm. Anya. Like if they're, if they're Hispanic, mm-hmm. yeah. Anyang, it well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, he, I mean, they do play on his, they don't really play on him that much, like his Asian-ness. And then he ends up getting... Well, I do love Anyang, though. Yeah, he ends up getting uh, he, one on him at the end. He gets her put in jail mm-hmm. in season for season four because he... Uh, he been spying on them or whatever. Yeah. Oh, but like Hispanic good. characters only are only on the show if they are help staff, wait help staff. or wait staff. Yeah. And then yes, uh, what's his name's girlfriend? Um, Job's girlfriend for a while is uh, Hispanic. What's her Marta. name? Marta. So that they do have that part, but then like black characters are almost always caricatures, prison prisoners, mm-hmm. or like you know help or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like so, I'm like or scamming. Like uh, yeah. who is it? Whenever uh, Tobias gets his, uh, he's supposed to go back to Boston to get his license. Mm-hmm. Then he bumps into Carl Weathers. Carl Weathers. Well, Carl Weathers is also playing a, a ridiculous version of himself, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of funny actually. Nonetheless, it's definitely That's true. for a like uh, yeah. punchline every time. Yeah. So I wonder, like, I, I would, I feel like I'd be more comfortable with the racial jokes if the cast was a little more diverse too. Yeah, you know, I like, get that. Yeah, you're right. Thing. No, you're right. But, that is. But I think it's, um, I don't know, it's like there's not that many ways that they could change that since it's like all supposed to be so vapid and disgusting. So I feel like it's part of the, You're right. It's part of They don't surround themselves with life, those people. Their whole lifestyle is just... And it's kind of a satire on like um, people in Orange County. That's true. Right? And like most families in Orange County these fit that families. bill yeah. and they're Caucasian and mm-hmm. waspy yeah. and like all of these uh, god-awful just... <laughs> pillars mm-hmm. of you know uh, well, American I, life and luxury and you know Lindsay too is always I was just thinking about her you're thinking Orange County stuff like that even the ones who are like good or like donating money or whatever mm-hmm. like Lindsay's always a part of these causes mm-hmm. it's never real it's no. like like when oh, she goes okay. to, to help with the wetlands to prove that she is a philanthropist and she cares about the cause uh-huh. and uh, she calls Michael up and she's like oh my god I hate it here yeah. Like, come and pick me up or when she gets in the tree mm-hmm. and then the guy in the tree she gets ends up down. falling in love with her yep. and she's like oh you misunderstood this no yeah. no no and he get, and while she's professing his yes. love the tree gets cut the down the tree gets cut oh down oh my god yeah and in, in the end of season 4 Lindsay realizes that she's more like her mother too um, which I thought was pretty good I, I love that one um, going back to Lucille her racism and the Blue family in general. Oh, God. Okay, yeah. um, I have a Lucille and Tobias thing in a second. I'll get to uh, that. When she, uh, they, the Lupe wants to, I believe the character's name is Lupe, wants mm-hmm. to rent a van and have it meet yes. there for their family reunion. Yes. And then they get, uh, they say, no, 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 you can meet at the company house. But then all these people think that it's for going lunch because Lindsay's in charge of the office that yes. day. And then uh, Michael picks up this woman who he thinks is Lupe uh, to give her a ride oh home, God, but it looks yeah. like a murder scene has happened. And then there's this I, this like very obvious joke of like, oh, well, he's definitely a serial killer and he fits the bill. And yes. he, as he's like talking, it's just very clear. Like, I don't know. like the, She runs whenever yeah, day he runs. parks his car. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that kills me every time. The first time that Lucille and Tobias interact... She's she's talking about uh, Buster and how Buster's like joined the army. Yes. And um, and he goes, you know, Mother Lucille, there's a psychological concept called denial that I think you're evincing. And he goes on and he keeps explaining it, and she just stares at him side eyed the entire time with like the Lucille side eye. Her looks are so good. I love the stare. Mm. The side eye stare, and she goes, she waits until he finishes. She lets him finish as he like keeps going on and on about denial. 
And then she leans in and she goes, you are a worse psychiatrist than you are a son-in-law and you will never work as an actor. <laughs> <laughs> so mean. She knows how to completely it's just shut so, down your whole life. Yeah, but I like that she let him finish. It. Oh, she lets him finish. She does not interrupt him. She lets him finish and then she just fucking skewers him so hard. And he goes, I love it. He just kind of goes, oh, and he just walks off and surely <laughs> is like up in the shower with a bar of soap in his mouth. Crying. Like, yeah. Dying inside. How he always goes and cries up there. Uh, I also love how he misses parts all the time. Like he he was in the shower once doing that and he missed the uh, fire sale commercial part. Um, and uh, they, he gets a call that he doesn't answer in season four to be in uh, Big Bang Theory or something like that. Like, <laughs> Which would have been yeah. yeah amazing for him. I really uh, going to the fire sale one man season one that was yeah it's drilled into my head like season that was like one episode is three magic. episode two or three is fire sale right yeah. and then uh, his wife just comes in and she's like oh, there's a fire sale oh yeah. my she gets the part yeah immediately but then yeah. misses it because she's celebrating having a job and like completely misses it <laughs> and that's also the episode it's a the fire thing has all this like it's layer on layer mm-hmm. the the Patrice O'Neill is the comedian's name anyway he plays a a pyro guy who uh, gets out of prison and burns down. Yes, the flamer. Yeah, yeah he's, he's gonna, a flamer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going to burn down the banana stand. That's where there's always money in the banana stand. That's that mm-hmm. episode. Yeah. yeah. Iconic. Um, and Michael, yeah, trying to be, you know, trying to do the right things. Like, I burned down the banana stand, Dad. Like, whatever, but did the wrong thing. He yeah, the because it's the, the inherent wrong thing because yeah. there was actual money. That Which was, then leads that was me upsetting. to, like... Oh no! Yeah, it is. Yeah. It's so upsetting to yeah to imagine there being hundreds of thousands of dollars that just got burned. I don't know why that always hit me too. Oh man, it makes my insides crawl. Yeah. Um, but going to Lucille, Lucille winks. Her winks. The wink. The wink, and then how the, <laughs> the wink. slow wink. The, it, it, the, her eyelid doesn't close until it takes seconds. It's yeah. so long. It's, it's so it's talent actually. It's so insane. I love how then she thinks her wink mm-hmm. is what's on the prescription bottle. There's like a winky, like a closed eye uh-huh. and then a like a alcohol thing on uh-huh. her prescription bottle. And she, for some, like just such narcissism to think like, oh, that, that wink means the same as my wink. And like yeah. goes ahead and drinks on her medication. Something I like about Lucille that is, um, is how impressed she is with that detective. I mean, that, um. Oh yeah, Jean Parmesan. Jean Parmesan. Parmesan. Yeah, <laughs> she's every so time excited. she freaks out. <laughs> she screams every time. Oh, I don't mind me. I'm a Mr. Jean Parmesan. You know, private, you know, night, at your service or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> My first Tobias quote that made me laugh out loud on the rewatch was he's talking to George Michael, who uh, George Michael's like not trying to ask him about the birds and the bees, but he thinks that he is, mm-hmm. and so Tobias goes. Well, okay, well, this is going to be a tough one. And he sits down with him and he's like, um, when a man has to prove to a woman that, okay, never mind. When, when a man loves a woman and he has to show that he loves her by making love to that woman. And then he goes, sometimes with a lot of focus and concentration, he can have an erection. And he's, <laughs> you can like imagine every moment of intimacy. And I think it's a few episodes later where Lindsay like yes. becomes totally nude in front of him and is like, let's do this. And he's like cowering. Like, <laughs> well, he goes, are those my underwear that, that she's wearing? Yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and they're not. She's like, no, these are mine. He goes, well, pardon me if they make my balls look good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. That scene alone was like, is the assumption that he actually doesn't know he's gay and he just thinks all straight men 
have this experience. According to season four, he does not know that he's gay. Yeah, he seems too oblivious. This is the plight of masculinity, is uh, having to prove it sexually. (laughs) (laughs) All men go through the same. He tells Michael on an episode where they're going to go out. He says, uh, "He says, well, my schedule is as open as my relationship with Lindsay. So uh, why don't we pair up? And, he, and then he pauses for a minute and he goes, I'll be a great wingman. Even if it means taking a chubby, I'll suck it up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally, I'm, I'm going to oh, pepper shit. these in more. But When, when yeah. he walks into the model home after it's become the set for how to find a pedophile. And he's best. like, oh daddy's God. ready to get his rocks off. Yeah. He, he's... <laughs> Oh God! Okay, so please, he's, he's wearing a thing costume because because uh, Rachel they're doing like a rendition of the Fantastic Four, him and Debris. Yeah, he comes and he goes, "Where's Daddy's little girl?" No. Daddy needs to get his rocks off. <laughs> oh. oh my God, that's so perfect. <laughs> we mentioned Gene Parmesan. Mm-hmm. Mentioned Jay Walter Weatherman. My favorite character that comes in, but only once, is not a callback. Like doesn't ever come back again. They mention him a couple of times. Is uh, Martin Short as uh, the uncle who plays <gasps> oh, the bullet? Yeah. Yes. What do you think of that episode, Rachel? What do you think? Um, you I just God. love. No, I just love Martin Short. I mean, he's one of my yes, favorite humans too. in the world. He's so good. I love. I agree. Everything he, he does. He he wants. Uh, yeah, he he's being carried around by Dragon because uh, every year he puts he would prove how strong he was by lifting five more pounds of five pounds for every year of his life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he gets to 70 and then he breaks his spine mm-hmm. because he can't lift all that weight. And so Dragon is carrying him around. But Dragon, you, it could be enough. That would be funny already. But then Dragon also is hard of hearing. So he has to <laughs> yell every command at him. He's like, uh, dance, Dragon, dance. And Dragon shakes him around. God, and his little legs. Throws up. And, he, and he throws up. And like George Michael is still young, you know, as uh, Michael Sarah. Mm-hmm. He's like horrified. Like he backs up and he's like, he's like, don't be scared, boy. It's just... A natural reaction that happens when the body is shaken. And it's, it's so horrifying. And then it'll go, shoot me. He's like yelling at, at this guy, shoot me. And he gets thrown on to, to Tobias at the end because uh, he's trying to get with Lindsay. Yeah. Tobias stands up for himself. And uh, Lindsay's, Lindsay's like, I can't believe you stood up for me. And he goes, I can't believe a 75-year-old man could cave in my chest cavity like that. <laughs> The, lo- the lawyer Barry. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. He's Dang, like the yeah. best side character. Absolutely, and I love how much they defend him. Why? Like, and and they go that whenever they're bashing on Michael uh-huh. because Michael because, had uh, played a lawyer once. Yes. Uh, the the Captain Hook thing. He yeah. defended Captain Hook, maritime law or whatever. Yeah, and he's still yeah. all about maritime law. Right, yeah. still all about it. And there's this one little bit where they're like. Uh, he goes, well, I did go to law school. And he's like, what? You're one year of law school versus Larry's three tries or nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, no, one, no, one yeah. should not have multiple tries at law well, school. But it, they're still like, he's the best lawyer. He's so incompetent. Yes. They say later that he had some a lookalike take his bar test for him, too. Mm-hmm. So he didn't even pass the time that he did pass. No. <laughs> and I like the when the uh, what is it? George Michael Sr. is on, uh, gets that plea deal. And like, oh it, it's just too long for anyone to read. And then like, mm-hmm. even to the point of like, Michael's at a bar and that's where he meets Maggie. Because yes. he's going to sit down and read it. If I I'm love, around a bunch of lawyers. I, I love Maggie Lizer. Maggie Lizer's great. I love how she's going to say she gets her sight. She was like, oh, I was hit by the word of God and he gave me my sight yes. back. <laughs> the name is great. And also the whole plot where Tobias is like cat-like reflexes is going through her her apartment. Mm-hmm. And uh, 
and she's just following him and hitting him and like it's so good with different things and God, just pretending she can't see him yeah and and then her dog justice ends up being blind the blind i love when the dog jumps into the like a trash can yes. at one point <laughs> they're in the vet's office That's and it, jumps, yeah. into it. jumps into it and then michael's like oh that 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 is one of my favorite episodes because it really like that's what the show does so well is like very convoluted plot where the characters don't know things until the information is is either wrong now mm-hmm. or it's point like it doesn't actually serve you anymore, mm-hmm. you know? And yeah, like when he finds out that she's blind, she really is when he finds out she's not blind, she then becomes blinded because she gets sprayed by yeah, with the pepper spray. With the pepper spray. Yes. Yeah. So so then yeah, so every it, that's how I think all the good episodes are is when the characters don't know things and they make mistakes because they don't know things. And then when they find out about the things it causes more problems. Exactly. And Maggie yeah. that's, that's, also pretends to be pregnant, and then yes. <gasps> oh yeah. But, no, but she, she comes back. But, is she pregnant? I can't. I just rewatched no. it. And I still don't know. No, she has a suit. Like, because he accuses her suit. of it. That goes but back and forth. It goes back and forth because he accuses her of it, and then she proves that she is pregnant. But then, yeah, she's not. It was her there. client who was the like surrogate. suing a restaurant for saying it made her fat. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But really, she was just pregnant. Was pregnant. And she was supposed like to be that. carrying the the gay police officer's baby but she had her client carry it yeah it's absurd it was was like some like yeah absurd is the best word for it because it like could have lined up so easily but which which by the way this is random and i don't think it'll derail the podcast but that guy who plays that cop he is also a recurring character because he comes and like beats george senior over the head it's always oscar oh yeah the the three cops it's always the same three cops they'll come up and then the last cop is that guy he always gets smashed in the dome well, apparently that guy was at the January 6th Capitol riots, that actor. <gasps> yeah. No. Yes. Oh. So, so oh, I don't I don't think that'll derail anything, but mm-hmm. No. <laughs> so it's just a random thing that I found out. That's a, that's a good tidbit. one. Yeah. A little tidbit to go on the coffee table. Which is funny because he works with so many like liberal shows and liberal people. Like he was also on the Sarah Silverman show. Um and so it's so random that he would be also at the Capitol riots. I don't know. Yeah. So random. Y'all got any, Rachel, you got any side characters you like? Well, I think I've mentioned Anne. I do like Anne. Oh, yes. I Anne. like Anne. So just gross and wonderful. The mayonnaise <laughs> egg. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> the low center of gravity. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she can't be knocked over. When she breaks uh, Job's tooth, uh, when he tries to, to slide home, she breaks his tooth, and he's like, got that you know whistly Tweety Bird tooth. And then and then they date later. They do. Yes, and, and they're like really engaged. Um, what is it? I don't That's remember if it's Ron Howard's commentary or something. And he's like, like any good evangelical, she thought he was being serious, and like <laughs> she took the proposal like yeah. whatever seriously. He does like a crucifixion magic trick. Yes, <laughs> yes. He, he I don't remember what he was going for there, but yeah, he, he pretends absurd. to be Jesus, and he goes, uh, he goes, Jesus uh, rose from the dead after three days, but I'm gonna beat that record by two whole weeks. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna beat that record. Like, <laughs> oh man. God. Like Jesus uh, is in the Guinness Book of World Records, and he's yeah, going it's to a competition. Top it's a competition to see who can be dead the longest. I'm gonna look uh, up the name of that religious show too. Uh, Tony Wonder when he's uh, Tony ben, Wonder. Ben, Tony Wonder. Ben Tony Wonder is great. Yeah, when they have yes. that. Yes. And Buster is the he thinks Buster is the uh, lead magician. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So they cut off his 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 uh his, fake hand. Yes. And then they go to do it and when J- when Job wants to reveal that like no, I'm the magician and then he gets slapped with the get slapped or cut oh, with, with the, the sword. with the sword. Yeah. Oh, that gets me every time. Like, I can watch that on repeat. Like, yes. <laughs> and every time Ben Stiller walks away he's like <laughs> and then I he love like, reveals a quarter. Yes. Um, <laughs> oh god, yeah, it's so stupid. Like it's excruciating he always yeah he's like uh he's playing like the bad boy magician mm-hmm. i think like he's trying to make fun of um, yeah what's that guy's name the one that dated like, britney spears did he i think so with like really? the black hair angel chris angel mm-hmm. chris angel chris angel dated it. britney spears yeah i'm pretty sure oh my god i remember a- um the religious show that they uh that maybe's dad is on that uh that job is trying to debut that or yeah ann's dad my bad ann's dad it's called, and as it is such, so also as such it is to you, unto you. <laughs> oh, it was debunked. Chris Angel um, and Britney Spears did not date. Great. I Spreading this information on, a, on yeah. our podcast. At, at least we they cleared did. it up. Yeah. Well, we, don't look, we, we stopped looking things up. On our, on our last episode, we did Cowboy Bebop and, uh, and uh, Samurai Shampoo, and we just... We just were like, no way to look it up. It's, we're it's not, impossible. We're not, we're not worried about it right now. Get the Google taken away. Going back to Anne, she gets a little yes, maniacal Anne. there Anne. too when she boinks Job and, um, not going to say Chris Angel, David, what is it, Wonder? Uh, yes, Tony Wonder. Tony Wonder. That was a pretty funny plot point in season, was that in season five or four? Uh, four. Season five or four? Okay. She has them, mm-hmm. like, there's some convoluted thing where Job is not really gay. Yes. But because... Or is he? No, he's not. Because... Him and Tony Wonder have never had a friend before, so they that's can, true. They yeah. confuse having a friend with being in love with each other. <laughs> yeah, and then they go on that like yeah, gay, man, gay man date, yes. but it's not a date. There's no sexual chemistry. No, like, dudes hanging yeah. out. Yes, they're just hanging yeah. out. And, it's just um, boys being boys. But then every now and then they're still competitive. And so um, Tony Wonder has billed himself as the gay magician mm-hmm. <laughs> and Job has billed himself as the Christian magician mm-hmm. because of the whole like Jesus thing that he did. So Job is trying to convince the gay world that Tony Wonder is not gay because that'll hurt his career. Right. And Tony Wonder is trying to prove that Job is gay because mm-hmm. that'll hurt his career. Yes. And so, so yeah, they're going to put masks like they have, it's, it's so fucking convoluted. I can't even they explain it. There's no way to on. explain well, the plot. Like, but they, they end do up a huge Yes. Wearing yeah. wearing the masks of each other. God. Yeah. Oh. Because yes. the hand dips out. Job is wearing a Tony Wonder mask and mm-hmm. Tony Wonder is wearing a Job mask right. and they have sex with each other because <laughs> both of them think that the other person wearing the mask is Anne. Mm-hmm. Oh, you think no. at one point, it's because so I mean, you got to get naked to do this. So like at what point no. are they just going to realize that it's not Anne? Yeah. I think they wanted that, each other anyway. Yeah. Yes. That's what I'm saying. So they have And then sex. Job takes the forget me now. <gasps> just, yes. Just forget me nows all the time. But then oh, they that? do a big trick to like swap mm-hmm. sexualities or something. Yes. And Tony Wonder gets encased in concrete. So Job is like, oh shit, now I'm stuck being gay. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> that very last magic trick on the last episode, he, he it being gay or not has nothing to do with the trick. Mm-hmm. But he's like... Uh, he's gonna go through a wall. That's the trick. Is he's gonna go through a wall? Because well, like, he needs a way to publicly explain yeah, how he's going back from to gay being to straight. straight. Yeah, and he okay. goes, he goes. I'm going behind the wall as a gay man, but when I come through the other side, I'll be straight as an arrow or something like that. <laughs> oh, it's like and, a baptism. Um, yes, and <laughs> and and um, Tobias is like with a protest group at that time, and they're talking to him, and he goes, "Hold on, I need to see this trick. Hold on one second. Like he wants to watch. <laughs> he needs to figure it out. Like, oh. Yeah. 
so I don't understand if he knows he's gay or not, but either way. Oh my god, Tobias. What about uh Kitty? <gasps> Kitty who's she's done a lot more things now, that actress, and I really mm-hmm. like her a lot. But um Oh yeah, that's, that's another instance where um uh Job has sex yes. with someone that yes. he wasn't supposed to. Hair up, glasses He's like, off. Hey, go Light get on. Yeah. I need you to get some information from Kitty. And then he comes back and he's like, I fucked Kitty. Yes. And he's like, okay. He's like, okay, but did you get the info? And he's like, oh, I got some info. And he's like, okay, so what did you learn? And he's like, oh, well, I didn't get any like actual information. <laughs> he also has a sexual, he also has a relationship with Lucille too, which there's another character we need to talk about. Yes. It's Lucille too. But um, he has a relationship with her, which I can't even remember how that started at all. This show's so freaking crazy. Yeah, I, I'm going to be on the kitty train for a minute. Okay. Um, much like every member of the Blue family, I guess. Uh, yes. But... Did you, shh, dirty yes. Joke. Okay. So, um, Kitty, I think, is hysterical. I think Kitty is moderately self-aware. And my evidence, to back this up, is how she wants so badly to be on the um, girls who are insecure spring bake videos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then, like, she feels so bad that she's, like... X'd out of it for so many spring breaks to then get her she breast She gets boob job. Yeah. Yes. And then she's so proud of herself. And she's and like, she oh. show me, me. I'll be at Senor yeah. Frogs. You're Margaritas in my mouth. Yeah. You're never going to, or say goodbye to these. <laughs> say yeah, goodbye to the these. last time you're going to see the, these. It's on the elevator. <laughs> I do love how things like that will come back, but for other characters. Like other characters will say, say goodbye to these and mm-hmm. like, you know, show, show their chest off. She comes back in the later seasons too because she works for Ron Howard. Mm-hmm. She works for Ron Howard's company, but she's a little more toned down in those seasons. Yeah, like she's grown up a little bit from the Bluth family. I love that bit wherever um, uh, George Michael Sr. is in jail and he's talking about how like just frustrated he is sexually. Mm-hmm. And so Michael thinks he's doing him a favor by bringing his yes. mom there when really he wanted to have he the conjugal visit Kitty. with Kitty. Oh, God. And then, yeah, yeah then. Joe oh, yeah, has to sleep with Kitty, right? Like, that's yeah. what brings that whole thing on to then get caught and watch his parents do it. Yes. And, Which is his nightmare. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's traumatized. <laughs> yes. Oh, man, that one gets me. Come on, nerds. You know what it is. Every episode I get on here and beg you to follow us and like our stuff and blah, 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 blah. If you haven't done it by now, then you're just lazy. Twitter and Instagram at YFCS Pod, hit the subscribe button, like, rate it. If you want to be extra, you can review it. Just a little thing like, hey, this is an awesome podcast. Click reviewed. Done. All right. Not going to waste any more of your time. Back to the show. Well, yeah, Lucille 2 and Buster. We haven't really talked about them that much. Is Buster, do we not care about Buster or what? Because I, I think Buster's really funny, but for some reason I can't put my finger on. He's just so bizarre. Mm-hmm. Buster's wonderful. He is, isn't I he? I mean, he's he's good. He's so I love the way he grabs his ears and gets nervous. And <laughs> yeah, Tony Hale is a great actor. I mean, have, did yeah. you watch him on uh, Veep? Yes. Um, did you ever see him on Veep, Rachel? Um, no, but I watched that. That is new, a good show. The new one where he's with the kids, based on a book. What is it? And he plays two characters. It. I haven't uh, seen it yet. It's good. But his his character on Veep is also sort of like a feckless like just following after someone who's more powerful than him and mm-hmm. it's so good and it's a female character yes. as well yeah, yeah. it's uh, Maggie Lizer. what's her name um, Mary Julia Dreyfus Julia Dreyfus yeah. yeah it's that's a good show 
I think Buster is, um, it's, well, he's a Milford man. Yeah. He's, oh he's my God. quiet, silent, not seen or heard. <laughs> um, but he, I, I find his like whole little plot to get away from his mom while never wanting to be away from no, his mom. No. So hysterical. Yeah. And the pain he feels when he realizes he's been replaced by Anyang yes. is like. That's funny too. I love, I love his jealousy me. at this like 15 yes. year old kid. Yeah. Yes. yes. Yeah, he's like, uh, Lucille too is like, you know, I, I, you, you have to choose either your mother or your lover. I can't be both or mm-hmm. whatever to you. He's got such a weird, complicated relationship with that stuff. Um, and then I was telling them before we got on that the fourth season, he's with the Herbert, Herbert Loves family. Mm-hmm. They've adopted him because he's a monster. They, they want, a, they want a, <laughs> a blindside monster to make oh, their yeah. family more sympathetic. Okay. And she is like a very loving, caring mother to him as her adopted son. And then when they find out that Herbert Love has been sleeping with Lindsay, she gets upset and she sleeps with uh, Buster. Right. And uh, again, the whole mother slash lover confusion. Like, it's so freaking weird, dude. It's so off-putting. It's like a... um, Is it funny or is it off-putting or is it both? I feel like it's... Okay. Yeah. I think it's, both. it's like making the Oedipal or the story of Oedipus yes. like a comedy. Yeah. And I kind of appreciate it in that standpoint because then it's like a very hoity-toity Jerry Springer spin. Uh-huh. I love it. I think yeah. it's funny and it weird. Funny. And the way he's always taking up for Lucille, like when the when the siblings are talking. <laughs> well, there is that there is that one random scene where he does like they are talking shit about her, and then he like goes on and they bleep him for like two minutes straight. I think oh, it's like yeah. the first or second season. Oh yeah. And all their jaws just drop, and they're like, yeah. "Wow." Okay. Oh, he's like, "All it right." Really well. comes out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Buster finally gets a job and it's on that construction site yeah. and he's so proud oh of himself God. and then yes. he goes, these people talk so funny. Get my <laughs> head out of my bottom. Like, he still hasn't <laughs> said that to you. He's so, you know, yeah. like, I don't know. He's that, so innocent. Mm-hmm. That innocence, man. Oof. And Tony Hale literally takes smoke into his mouth from her mouth, from Jessica Walter's mouth, yes. and spits it out of the balcony. Jesus. And they don't they don't cut that scene. I watched it. For two minutes straight, there is no edit. He he is going you watched it, right, Rachel? You you went and found it? The scene where he's taking the smoke from her and spitting it out the oh, balcony. Yeah. Is it because yeah, of her house arrest? So it's because she she gross. can't leave because of her uh ankle monitor. Right, right, right. Yeah. She can't go out of the balcony. It's a non-smoking but no, room. It it is a single shot. If you rewatch it, it's a single shot. And Tony Hale comes in and he's talking to her and she does not care what he's saying. So she's blowing smoke into his mouth. He takes it. He goes and spits it out. And he comes back in and he looks like exhausted and drained. And then he keeps talking to her. And every time he keeps talking to her, she blows more smoke mm-hmm. into his mouth because she yes. doesn't want to hear it. Yes. And it's a two, it's like a two and a half minute scene <laughs> where he can I mean, where neither of them can break character. Right. And they don't. And I'm like, dang, dude, that is fucking good. Because... I, to do that is commitment. Like right. that's so yes, hardcore. It's hilarious. I would like to see so the bloopers hardcore. from it, though. There's no, <laughs> yeah. Th- yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sure there might have been another take, but it's there's no edit to that scene. It's two and a half minutes of that of him going out, spitting the smoke out, coming back in, getting more. It's it's so crazy. I love how she just assumes he'll do these like bottom feeder things for her all the time, mm-hmm. also, and he will, yeah. you know, because she's a. Well, he would be upset if anybody else was doing it. He he takes the job. Yes. Wow. Like when Anyang is holding her lipstick. Yes. While she's in jail, he makes like a replica of her and like damn, <gasps> an yes. effigy of her. It's so creepy. creepy. It's very creepy. It's very Jason Voorhees. What is the other person too? Psycho, like the mm-hmm. psycho guy? I don't mm-hmm. know. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Norm, uh, Norman. Yeah. Yes. Whatever the last name is. Bates? 
Yeah. Norman Bates, yeah. He plays, he plays the mother and himself. Y'all remember when Buster uh, got a hold of Franklin? I don't really know why. Oh, God. Okay, we need to talk about Franklin. We haven't talked about Franklin. Oh, uh, yeah. Franklin, yeah. honorable mention. Yeah. Honorable mention. Honorable mention of Franklin. Like, Buster gets a hold of Franklin, and Franklin yeah. is like, <laughs> really hates Lucille, like, cusses her out. <laughs> yeah, that's another instance where Buster is allowed to, like, release all of his frustration towards Lucille, but he does it through Franklin. Yeah, and mm-hmm. they really just, she just thinks it's Franklin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, as if Buster has the cognitive ability to, like, pretend he's Franklin. But, like, yeah. no, it's just Franklin's voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all, Job and Franklin are freaking hilarious. <laughs> I think we mentioned the song before yeah. we started recording. but exactly. the, It ain't easy. It ain't easy being, being white. Yeah. Like, it seems like it it's going to be. being brown. It's like this wholesome attempt to. Oh, it's not bridge the race gap that's what his goal was Mm -mm. but then as soon as it gets to franklin's lines they're like stereotypes just Mm -hmm. yeah terrible stereotypes (laughs) and then he gets washed and bleached or whatever yeah franklin becomes white so then it's just two a white person with a white puppet singing the same song Mm -hmm. yeah what about that doctor who um you know it looks like always giving the bad news it looks like he's dead and they're like they're all start crying and stuff and he goes and he goes, well, no, he's but not he's dead. Not. just looks like he is. Yeah. He's covered in blue paint or something. <laughs> it's just catchy. <laughs> this fucking guy again? Yeah. Lucille, that's, Lucille doesn't curse a lot, but she I'm, always I'm sorry, but that we guy. lost him. Yeah. We don't know where he no, is. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah he just actually left lost. the building. And he's that doctor, him. he's in Iraq or something. Like, he ends up being in Iraq training training doctors or something like that. Like, he's always, he's everywhere. He's always at every hospital. Tobias gets chewed out by Michael, criticized by Michael, and uh, he's like, him and Lindsay are, the, whatever they're doing with their relationship at that moment, Michael's like criticizing mm-hmm. it. And he goes, first of all, we're doing this for her, talking about maybe. He goes, neither of us wants to get divorced. And secondly, I know you're the big marriage expert. Oh, wait, I forgot. Your wife is dead. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking, fucked up. Yeah, and, and it's, it's quiet after that. For like 10 seconds, no character says anything. Well, but that's running joke throughout the show they always talk about his failed marriage and yes. it's like it didn't fail she died yes but like when tobias does it it's like mm-mm. he hits it so hard mm-hmm. when he buys the uh queen mary which is a uh, a club they're trying to convince him not to buy it so they send the hot cops to threaten him right they're dressed as gangsters and he goes uh he goes like why don't y'all stop why don't we start jeting and stop jeterrifying me <laughs> and uh or jeterrorizing me and then they go and like find these real gangsters and he's like, I'm going to get more gangsters off the street because mm-hmm. he's, you know, wow, you guys have acclimated to this dance number really well. So they go to these real gangsters and he goes, hey, Fazellas. Uh, <laughs> and then he's like, he's like looks, up, looks like you're up to no good. But this gang used to be up, or this game used to be like that too, three, four, and they start dancing mm-hmm. and uh, rapping and it's, it's awful. They get and shot. He just, yeah, he just immediately gets his ass beat. Someone gets shot, yeah. Um... Tobias is Mrs. Featherbottom. It's like a Mrs. <gasps> Doubtfire. It's Mrs. Doubtfire scenario. I love how he and everyone just Mary plays Poppins. along so that he'll clean the house. Oh no, I they keep that. yeah. It's to get closer to maybe. Yeah. He's trying to get closer mm-hmm. to maybe. And she just keeps sending him away. She's like, Yeah, I wish I had my dad here. And then it'll go and change. Mm-hmm. And then they'll be like, Man, this house is a mess. I wish someone would clean it up. And then he goes and changes again. Like they just keep sending him back and forth. And if they see him like dressed normal, they're like, Ugh, where's Mrs. Featherbottom? <laughs> yep. I have laundry to do. When Tobias reveals the plugs, he says, uh, he's telling Job, he's like, I know you've been looking, uh, you've been looking for a lookalike and I think I have a plug. 
or 4,000 and then he pulls his hat <laughs> off yes. and and his head is bleeding. Yeah. It's already bleeding. It's vile. That's like a dry heat moment. Yeah. It's like, Ugh. And Lupe is there and she goes, Mr. Gay, you're bleeding. Mr. <laughs> Gay. She calls him Mr. Gay. Yeah. And then he, he has to play um, George Sr. like two episodes later. So he has to get a bald cap to cover his, his Over the hair plugs. His hair plugs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? Because um, that turns into like a faux like, oh, well, we can raise money for awareness yep. of rejection yep. of hair plugs. Mm-hmm. Which makes me think of Maybe's scheme that she does where she's raising money for BS. Yes, BS. And she's become oh, the uh, like What's the, her name? The, the fake uh, girl that has the... Yeah, what is her name? Uh, I'll look it up. But yeah, that was hysterical. And yes. George Michael, poor boy, he's like, "This is wrong. Yes, we can't do this." Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't remember what that girl's name is, Neither but it, it's I. something clever. They always have clever names like that. Bob blah blah. Oh yes. Oh God, forgot about him. <laughs> and then a, a lawyer in the fifth season is named Lottie Dottie. Lottie Dottie Da. Lottie Dottie Da. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt, guys, but. We left out a very important segment of our show on this Arrested Development episode, and unfortunately, it was the audience shout-out portion, which we got more responses on this episode than on most of the ones for season three, so yikes. Either way, we'll give you the shout-out now. I'm sorry that it's not live with the episode, but I wanted to say that on our Instagram, we had zonzon.bot, who said Job 100%. And then also for Job, we have Todd Klein saying, Job, wait. I've made a huge mistake. So let's see if Brandon can convince us in the end to select Job. Um, Bridget Morales says, So many great characters, impossible to pick just one. Job, Buster, Michael, maybe. I can't imagine the show without Ron Howard's voice in the character narrator. So narrator must be considered along with all the others. I can't wait to hear who wins. We got another person here, Dr. Disco, that says Job. And then Gustavo Juan says Buster. And then we have yet another Job. So Job seems to be the favorites among our, our uh, followers. Our last person here, it says, support communism 420. God dang it, I wish I would have read these live on the episode. It says, that's, that's a near impossible question. There's so many good things about all the characters, but I must say, George Michael Jr. Well, hopefully we did justice to everyone's characters, even though we didn't get to read this live on the episode. I think last segment here, we're going to be splitting it up into categories, talking about who's our favorites in in different ways. Uh, And then we're going to select the winner. So keep listening and we'll see you on the next episode. Thanks. My favorite Job scene from the original series is um, when they're at the wedding with uh, Charlize Theron. Makes her walk on water. She walks on water and Michael's like, uh, was that your trick? And he goes, no, Michael, that's not my trick. No, it's the best. Yes, it's the best cut. The episode ends, and then it's like next time on Arrested Development. It, it was, was my, my illusion. illusion. And then he just because like sets himself on fire too. and like he falls sets the over. entire wedding on fire. Yeah, yeah. And God, um, it's so good. And one thing that I'd never noticed until the rewatch is uh, Tobias. He still has the hair, and he goes, "Oh God, my beautiful hair!" Because his hair catches on fire. Oh, yeah. You don't see it on camera. And then he he goes he jumps in the water and he's not on camera but he's yelling why am I not sinking why am I not going underwater because they cause, <laughs> yeah because yeah, the trick has put something there the, the, yeah. the, 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 so good I think it's it's best that you can't see him it's funny. yeah oh yeah no it would I don't even know how they would do it It'd be also so one of Job's tricks is what causes Buster to lose his hand 
because he oh, releases yeah, he releases that the seal. Lucille? Yeah, the Lucille. The Lucille. Oh my god, dude! The word association is insane on the show. Like it, yes, it goes, it's, it's so insane. Good. I love the legs when the you think that these gangsters are after Job and they go up to Michael and they're like, uh, "We're gonna take his legs." And Michael's like, "Oh God, you're really into yeah, something dangerous." Okay. Well, it that ends up being five. yeah, or is it? It I might be so. earlier seasons, but like the, it's the legs from his trick. And then yeah. they have, oh, to no, have you're right, George you're right. Michael no. come in with his soft lady legs. You're right. No, you're 100 right. I was thinking it was the gay mafia oh, in the season gay five mafia that there. were coming after him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they're coming after him because he's trying to not be gay, and they want. Well, to Well, in gay. season yeah. five, they send they send a foot, uh huh, and they think it's a threat, like they're gonna chop off your feet. But it's because Buster tried to order a replacement hand on uh-huh. Alibaba. <laughs> yes, and they sent <laughs> him a foot instead. Jesus Christ, um, Anyang, he's getting revenge for his father. That's why he's there. He says that his name is not Anyang. Anyang means hello. In, yeah, in, in Korean. Korean. Yeah, they never <laughs> learn his name. And then he tells him at the end, he says, Anyang is not my name or whatever. He says, my name is hello, which in Korean means one day. My father <laughs> named me that so that because Jesus one day Christ. I would get revenge for him. That's fabulous. Yeah, my name is hello, not Anyang. I have here that Lucille once told a, a young Lindsay and Michael, she said, who's ready for some Lindsay chops? And then they both look at her and uh, she said, what? I want to prepare her in case some bully at school is as clever as I am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and, and Ron Howard narrating says, no bully ever would be. Yeah, of course not. Yeah. She's, she's wicked mean to Lindsay. She's oh, yeah. ruthless. And it doesn't, I don't know why. But I don't know. I think she's jealous of her. sisters? She knows they're she, sisters. I think yeah. it's got to be because she's jealous of her. Yeah. Which then of itself is like a psychological thing because, you know, like, uh, we don't know, well, and that went over my head earlier, but like, we don't know that it's like a, a sister-sister situation, mother-daughter, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So that it's like, oh, it's the classic mom that's jealous of her, you know, yeah. younger daughter in XYZ way. They really uh, play on those tropes. I've talked enough about Tobias, I think. I mean, I just think he's so funny because of his obliviousness and... And his commitment to be blue and be Mrs. Featherbottom and to have plugs. Like, he's always just so committed to those things. To his character. Or, like, when he's auditioning for the, the fire sale. Yes. And he really hangs on to the fire and he's, like, rolling around in the ground. Uh-huh. Like, oh, it burns, it burns. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, that's why I love Tobias. What about you guys? Let's let's talk more about your characters and then we'll, we'll close it out. We'll figure out who the best character is. I didn't write down any specific quotes. But it's just all of the the antics that we've kind of mentioned for Job. Yes. Like the puppeteering, all of his just absurd failed magic tricks. Return um, from whence you came. Even like this, the simpler things like in the early seasons, like him just riding a Segway around the construction yes. site. God damn it. Just Eating some, his free bananas. It's no. just some great like object humor just yes. him flailing on the segway and he's yes, unapologetically joe like he doesn't that's true with his little when he rides that thing around it's just as straight yes <laughs> no, or knows. when he becomes president there's like the oh bit about God. the suit yes and every time he mentions his suit it goes up in value <laughs> price, yeah or even when he's wearing the banana suit he's like you know, yeah 300 banana suit yeah, he does love being president. He does always need help breaking in the chairs, no matter where he's at. He always has a guy like sit on his lap, and they like lean back and forth on the chairs to break them in. Yes, he has. The, yeah, the assistant <laughs> sit in his lap. And he's like, "Do you feel that? There's just something not right with this chair. I don't know what it is." 
he also can never figure out how to dial out of the phones or whatever. So he'll always make a threat. He'll be like, I'm going to call him now and he can't do it. And Michael will like help him for a second. And he'll be like, never mind. And then they don't even do the call. Right. They never do the phone call. And still in season five, he like goes downstairs to check his Gmail. And George Michael's like, you know, you can check that anywhere, even on your phone. And he's like, uh, I'm not trying to make a call. I said, I'm checking my Gmail and this is the computer IT set it up on. You idiot. Not, no one wants to help him because he's an asshole too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. George Michael, I guess we didn't really talk too much about. I mean, he changes a lot, obviously, when he goes to college, which is, I think, for the best. Mm -hmm. um, but also, I think him and Aaliyah Shawkat, Michael Sarah and Aaliyah Shawkat, get to write on the show a little bit in those later seasons from Do what they? I That's from what cool. I was. Okay. So yeah. I think that their characters change a little bit more because they are more involved in the writing that of it. I like both of them sure. a lot, I guess. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Search Party? Search Party is awesome. Have you watched it? Or did no. Brand, have you seen the whole thing? Oh yeah, dude. Search Party is a free, really good show. Olivia Shawkat, she's she's a star, and the guy who plays um, Elliot, the 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 gay guy on that show, is uh, he makes me die laughing every yeah, time. I yeah, if y'all haven't seen it's it, on definitely HBO. check out Search Party. It was on TBS originally. I didn't watch it then, but Eric and I watched it on HBO. Um, yeah, because HBO is doing the new seasons now. It's like the millennial version. Mm -hmm. It's making fun of millennials. Of Arrested time. Development. It's these... You think so? Because it's these, like, just super... They're self-absorbed. Like, out mm -hmm. of touch with reality. So out of touch. Like, white people who are just mm -hmm. so full of themselves and don't understand how society yes. works. Yes. And Aaliyah Shawkat is Michael in this series. She's She is doing the right thing, but... And you, she fresh. seems like she's a good person, mm -hmm. but she's... Pretty. I mean, you can learn throughout the series that she's maybe not so great. Yes. I'm going to dive into that. It's very good. I love her appearance on, um, oh God, what's the one? The two girls in... Her and Broad City? Oh. Broad City. Oh, she had a great appearance on Broad oh City. Alana's lookalike? Yes, Alana's lookalike. She did have a great... She can't like, get into it with her because it, like, she, yeah. the thing she thought would make it work uh -huh. just freaks her out. Oh, I love that. Yeah. she's she Her and Maybe, um, the, the woman who plays Maybe, they were on something when they were kids together. Were they? Yeah. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? There was like a... I don't know if it was a Holocaust story. It was like a Jewish character and a Christian character, and they played that when they were kids. Hmm. Um, I'll look it up. But Erica used to always talk about it because she watched that show when she was a kid and she liked it a lot. And then the person who plays Maybe, uh, or plays Anne, sorry, the person who plays Anne is what I meant to say. She does was good State girls. Of Grace? She does good girls, yeah. Yeah, I watched She's on something else too. State of Grace. I remember that. State of Grace. That's Anne and that's Maybe. But she also Alicia does Shaw. Parenthood. She did Parenthood. That's what it was, yeah. Mm -hmm. Did she play a daughter on Parenthood? Yeah, she's the like messed up daughter of the messed up daughter. Yeah. Michael Sarah is interesting in the later seasons because he starts lying and being different, being complicated. George Michael, I mean. Mm -hmm. I really like how he finally gets the chance to show off his musical ability with Woodblock, <laughs> only for it then to take a sharp right turn. And yeah. then it's like, that musical ability is still not being recognized nor yeah. cared about. Fake block. Fake block. That was yeah. a fake block. Fake yeah. block. Yeah, because yeah, it's a he, fake Woodblock. Mm -hmm. yeah. He just gets caught up in the whole tech development shit. But it sounds like Facebook also, and mm -hmm. yeah, it sounds like it's also a, a blocking. So it's it, the, the word association thing again mm -hmm. is insane on the show. But uh, dang it, you made me think of it. Oh yeah, the timing thing. They do a really funny thing because you know Ron Howard will fit his narration into conversation, like while they're they're yeah. speaking, he'll he'll do that, 
And they do it twice in the newer season with Michael Sarah, where he sits and thinks before he answers. And Ron Howard will narrate for like 20 something seconds. <laughs> and then uh, he'll be like, and then he realized that he had to speak because, you know, his internal clock, he knew that he had not spoken for 25 seconds. <laughs> And, um, and George Michael will go 26. So anyway, what I was saying is mm-hmm. like, he'll say the number right after Ron Howard. Yeah. Ron Howard be like, he hadn't spoken in 23 seconds and he'll go 24. So what I was trying to tell you guys <laughs> about fake block. Yeah. yeah. So good. They do it twice. And it's, it's funny. Well, what else do we need to know about, um, Lucille and Michael before we decide? Uh, you know, after contemplating Michael, I, I think he's really, really searching for a way to just redeem his family yeah and to the well, and by the way saying that he has a hero complex i don't think that is trying to torpedo him i think that oh, no. makes him a more interesting yeah, character because yeah. he does want to save everyone but you know like all the other members of his family and his kid to the point yeah it's he's so oblivious to his um his flaws yes that like he can't in any way ever save them mm-hmm. right uh yeah and then he does end up what don't they they end up abandoning them at the end anyway him and um, yeah they, they drive off is like the last scene we yeah. don't even really get to see them we just see the stair car driving off so that's it he's unredeemable i guess because he's oblivious to yeah. himself i like him he's he's funny yeah. for sure i would brunch with him i mean he's I certainly a, ne- a necessary character oh definitely mm-hmm. yeah you have to um, follow this ordinary guy. It is. I mean, he does play the straight character every now and then because he does get frustrated with all the stupidity yes. that they, they do. You know, my favorite scene with him, one of my favorite quotes from the original series is when he walks in and uh, and they do that trope that they do throughout the entire uh, Arrested Development series where like characters are in the scene, but you don't see them until much like deeper mm-hmm. into the scene, you mm-hmm. know, where he initially is talking to Job, who's laying down on the couch, not doing anything. And then... Lindsay's also in the room and then Tobias is in the room and then Nadie's in the room everyone is there just like out of frame not doing anything yeah and he's like what is there a gas leak yes yes (laughs) because they're all just so like it's one of my favorite yeah that's fabulous it's so good and then they do that they do that trope many many other times later in the series too but I think that's the first time they do it and it's so good I do love how he always works as a busybody I can super relate Mm -hmm. to that that the constant like well if we're not moving we're doing it wrong or we're not trying Mm -hmm. but like at the same time there is nothing they can do they're being investigated for yeah. God's he sake. gets so shit on though because like he never gets to be acknowledged job is president but he's doing all the work and then job will take his ideas to like stan sitwell mm-hmm. which is another character we didn't mention the sitwells oh yeah yeah like and then he becomes in the later season he's not even involved in the bluth company at all mm-hmm. and he's so pitiable like he's so pathetic in those later seasons like he gets kicked out of his son's dorm you know yeah he finds the uh beach house and there's a sign that <gasps> says don't tell michael Oh, yes. because they were supposed to get rid of the beach house after his wife died. Yeah. Yes. They just shit on him so hard. Yeah. God. Yeah. And when he goes to the hospital, I don't know what he goes to the hospital for, but he thinks that everything is going to be like screwed up when he gets out. But everything is like doing everybody's doing really good and having uh-huh. a great time. Well, and even when he's like hitting it off with Charlie Theron. And everyone's like, you know, she can't be into you or whatever. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, even that turns out not not great for him. So he always gets the short end of the stick. And then, yeah, he breaks up a lot of relationships because of, you know, he doesn't want to commit the time to the relationship. Mm-hmm. Or he gotta, uses his son as a scapegoat. He does. Yeah. When, he, like, he's George too Michael's, worried about babying his son also. He'll Yeah. He'll, George Michael will say, like, no, dad, like, it's I want you to be happy. Like, mm-hmm. try, do this. And he's like, nope, you're not ready for it. Mm-mm. No. That's true. <laughs> What about Lucille? What else we need to say about her? Well, I just I think Lucille's like the hub of the entire family, so she's kind of 
a sounding board for a lot of people's jokes and a lot of what people do. And she's just, I don't know. I still think that everything that she does or every move she makes is hilarious. Like she can't be everyone always gathers at her place. Yeah. Like you're saying about her being the hub. There's so many scenes of everyone like meeting up around her. And she kind of, she kind of facilitates the, what needs to be done. And then everybody's kind of working around what, what she wants to be done, you know? Yeah. And she also has the best chicken dance, honestly. <laughs> yes. A toodle-doodle-doo. <laughs> Isn't hers a toodle-doodle-doo? I love how Michael's so aware of the fact that no one knows what a chicken is. Uh-huh. They all think that's they the other, know. That's the other great Michael frustration line is, yes. has anyone in this family ever seen a chicken? Right. God, it's so good. <laughs> it's, uh, Lindsay's is cha-chi-cha. She does mm-hmm. the cha-chi-cha. Mm-hmm. Joe's and is like, cook-cook-a. Yeah, Coca Cola. Yeah, slapping his hands aggressively. But then they make a joke at the end of the fourth season. Um, He falls off the stair car. Mm -hmm. I just saw it today. That's why I remember. And it's because he's doing a chicken dance to Lucille too, and he falls down. Yeah, he does the the chicken dance for the first time, and he falls and busts his ass. And his chicken dance is is okay. I mean, it's not. It does result in him busting his ass. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, what do y'all think? Yeah, we could say another thing about our characters or we can decide like who we think is the best character in different categories and then we can make a choice. Oh, I mean, you can propose some categories. You know, we could say like who's funniest. I think they are. I think they are all three-dimensional. They all have like they're very complex and um, you know, different aspects of them show up at different times. They they do Humor, grow throughout the series. Uh how essential they are to the to the plot. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like it's a really perfect ensemble. Me too. It is they definitely not awesome. They do a great job of everybody moves the plot. Really. Like it mm-hmm. starts, it's presented as like following Michael. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, everyone the, is. The is problem is kind of essential. The problem with determining who's like the person who pushes the plot the most is that like even the characters who are doing a lot are actually not doing anything because like maybe Lucille has set them off on a wild goose chase. You know what I mean? So like. It's like, what is the real plot? Is it the thing that the person's been running around doing, or is it the thing that's actually supposed to be happening behind yeah. the scenes, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Well, and I think that kind of plays into the whole joke of how oblivious all of them are, because, like, the whole point is they're, like, being investigated by, like, you know, for all this illegal activity with their company, but the show, beyond just trying to get dad out and then hiding dad and then what dad's doing now, like, that's, like, the overarch, but, like, all the meat is everything that isn't that the supplementary stories yeah i mean if the point is oblivious and funny then i think tobias has to be the best character because in my opinion he is the most oblivious and he makes me laugh the most (laughs) if that's the point of the show but i think he's like the least related to all the stuff that's going on meaning like all his plots are are very moved so he's not Mm -hmm. he's not a plot driver he has like a whole side his whole life is just a whole other story <laughs> yeah that's true that's true god dang it that makes me which love is him cool more, <laughs> i love him more yeah in terms of the yeah plots lucille and michael are very important job just kind of gets wrapped up in it because mm-hmm. though he wants to be involved and they use that to like oh they use so, him. yeah to be like the scapegoat He's not a great tool, though, because he oftentimes ends up doing the wrong thing Right. anyway. Oh, yeah, no. He, I mean, he's terrible at any terrible job at he has to do. <laughs> I think it becomes clear that maybe Lucille is the center of it all because even when Michael does go away, it's, he's still my favorite character, uh-huh. but when Michael does go away, life proceeds 
people are still doing their thing and it's kind of gonna be okay even without him trying to save the day like they're gonna get out of it it's fine yeah 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 because i think she's she's even i think using michael Mm-hmm. Like she, oh, definitely. she knows oh, definitely. he's competent. She tells him shit all the time that's using him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like she acts clueless mm-hmm. so that he'll step up and do the work. But that's I true. think she knows what's going on all the time. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know how I can claim that something's the best character. I'm worried that when we vote, we're all just gonna vote for our own characters. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's so Crazy. hard because each character is like wildly different comedy that's what i'm saying like they tobias is like in a huge way and Dang. job is just like this doofus and michael is i do michael. love job yeah circumstantial asshole that's what makes him funny michael <laughs> yeah let's let's vote and see if if anybody votes for somebody different and then if they don't then we'll have to figure this out all right so all right I will we'll do a three two one countdown and then we'll we'll vote for the character all right here we go three two one Tobias. Lucille. Damn. <laughs> Y'all were convinced that Lucille was the best? Yeah. yeah. Dude, okay, I told you going it? into this, I thought Lucille was the best. Dang, really? I feel like we didn't argue enough for her to be the best, but... I think it's just because the chips it fell. Didn't need an ar- it didn't need it's just too like much Lucille. of an argument. Yeah, Tobias is talking and talking and talking, and then she, in the end, just gets that little quip in. Mm-hmm. God, that, dang. Like, yeah, that's like, all it takes. She doesn't need I, to do say anything. She just her her comedy economy <laughs> is the best. Mm-hmm. Yeah, one liner, even just a stare, is enough her, to cancel out anyone else. I'm fine with Lucille Bluth being the best character yeah, of, of yeah. Arrested Development. For sure, that's good. That's and like awesome. we've said, she's the mastermind of the family. Yeah. All right. Well, we got we got our well winner of, of Arrested Development. Yay! That's crazy. that you learned that that was one of the best elementary versions of the final countdown i've ever heard really really amazing top three renditions i can't believe it we did it again we figured out who the best character is and whatever we're talking about despite the podcast being called your favorite character sucks now the only question is what should we do next you can help us decide by following us at YFCS Pod on Instagram and Twitter and telling us which show, movie, series, book you think we should do. Until then, hit that subscribe button and catch us on the next episode. Thanks for listening.